1: Run. We're back. We're
0: back. We back? We're back. We are back, baby. We are fucking back. We're back. We are back. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligible's podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase calwell
1: That I am.
0: Folks, it's been a minute. We've missed you guys. Uh Last time we spoke, I think was p- like pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, I know that we we actually recorded a couple episodes in the in the meantime, but they uh, never got posted uh, because of yours truly. <laughs> so we will. Uh, we're definitely glad to be getting back to you now. And um, I know one of those was uh, the one about the coaching changes, which there's been even more since. So. Uh, We might uh, go back and redo that one. So yeah, it's um, kind of moot point at this point. (laughs) Yeah, because like there was like still rumors at that point, and uh, there's a the picture is a lot clearer now than it was back then. But um, sure, Chase, uh, I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. How you been?
1: Yeah, um, been been really good. I feel like I've lived a whole life since um, I've seen you last. And what's kind of funny is uh, I don't think I've logged on to my computer since we recorded last like not for anything at all. Cause I'm, I normally use my iPad at home. Um, if I'm not like doing something super important on the computer, but I'm pretty sure I might have gotten on here once or twice, but it's been very sparing. So, um, since the last time we recorded though, um, a lot, a lot of things have gone on. Emily and I went to Disney world that was a really, really That's fun right. trip. Um, christmas was great we we got to see family all all over again saw my cousin emily who um prodded me for us not posting a an episode yet i said just wait on it you know it'll come through (laughs) um we're back to a a new year uh a lot of things to go over and a lot of exciting things that um we've been wanting to to touch on wanting to record on but we just haven't um Schedules haven't worked out this this past month, so um, yeah, really really excited to be back. And yeah, I feel like I don't know when the last time I saw you was, but it it does seem like it seems like I'm rekindling a friendship with an old friend almost. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it was definitely it was definitely in the year 2021. So right, right, uh, for sure. Haven't have not seen, have not seen you since last year, but um,
1: but I guess yeah, see you know, this like, weekend, so that's all that matters. That's right. Um, that's right. Will, Will's um, got a birthday coming up, everybody, so be sure to wish Will a happy birthday.
0: That's right. My, my last, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, last year of my 20s starts this weekend, so. Uh,
1: uh, that's okay. Mine, Mine's halfway through.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're already halfway <laughs> there. Um, but, you know, I, 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 of course, I'm always excited for football season. Like, when it gets here, like, I'm raring to go, and, you know, even in a year like we had where, you know, didn't. Exactly. Go at least w- w- with regards to a And M. You know, it wasn't the year we expected, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and you know, life happens, and uh, the two of us both had different things going on that uh, maybe contributed to us not putting the effort into the show that we wanted to, uh, and, and we and we still did, and we 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 did the best we could, and uh, I think we we had some pretty good shows last year, um, but now that we've got that out of the way, we've got that experience. Uh, that learning experience um I, I don't know what it is about like after the championship last week uh like as soon as that was over i was already in like full bore like off season yeah. just like <laughs> ex- excited
1: yeah, <laughs> like, it, feels, it feels like and, it's already june or july like you're waiting for yeah. media days and you're like great it's january and
0: uh, I hope my phone doesn't go off when I say this, but I did. Uh, I, I talked to Siri yesterday or today, maybe. <laughs> um,
1: and, uh,
0: I, uh, I wanted to see how many weeks were, you know, between now and September 3rd uh, when a uh, and kicks off their season against Sam Houston. And it's 33 weeks, which wow. is more than I thought it was. But that's, uh, you know, we plan on doing Thirty-three episodes, you know, or, or somewhere in that range, and there's a there's a lot to talk about, um, a lot of excitement for for next year. Um, obviously, going to look back at uh, this this most recent season, um, and not just at, like for a And M and and the year that they had, but uh, nationally. I mean, it was kind of a renaissance season. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: you had teams like Oklahoma and Clemson and Ohio State not even win their conference, um, which. I don't know when that's happened last because th- those are th- three of the five that we'd say every year, like, oh, like they're probably going to be in the playoff, you know, like some, some, uh, you know, combination of of those teams. Yeah. Well, um, spoke,
1: spoke parody into existence. And, and you saying that just means that I have 34 more weeks going back to our original conversation of being uh, <laughs> in my 20s. So, uh, um, yeah. that, that's good to know. Uh, but yeah, I, it, What a fun year it was um, of of college football just in general. Um, Just games never went the way that you would have expected them to. There was all kinds of turnover and parity. And then um, it really kind of – I liked how the bow got tied on it with uh, Georgia winning the the national championship, spoiler alert, um, because they – I felt like they were the most most de- deserving team throughout the entire year. I mean, they were the one team that looked dominant all year long, and so it was pretty yeah. fitting for them to um, win that, even if they had to actually come from behind. Even though all the Bama players really, you know, talked up like they were the most, you know. Uh, slept on team out there and it's like no you're not you're, you're Alabama um,
0: <laughs> they've always been doubted Chase yeah for Every, sure. everyone, everyone doubted them
1: everybody counted them out you know but yeah um, it was a fun year not at all what we expected but um, I think that's probably why we feel more the way that we feel now there's a lot of things that go into it number one we saw more parity than we're used to this year um, we saw a lot of craziness down the stretch that that we're not accustomed to seeing in college football um, and I think I think that was a, an exciting proposition because that's what we've been wanting um, Number two, we just finished with the number one recruiting class ever, um, which were, is gonna be the topic of today's conversation. Uh, more on that later. but you know number three we we our season was not what we expected it to be there were a lot of, you know, starting quarterback gets injured. We're playing a lot of, you know, kind of, well, next year, you know, all season long. And I I think that's what's really prepped us uh, for us feeling the way we feel right now is we know what's on the horizon, what's possible for us. And we didn't get as much of a taste of that this year that we were expecting to. And so um, I think – I think we're we're kind of we've got a season hangover here where we're really looking forward to next year because it's kind of what we were expecting to see this year and we didn't get it. So um, yeah, I don't well, know. I think, I'm I'm very excited too. I, I'm just oh man, it's, it's thrilling.
0: Like <laughs> so. I, I'm already like you know like we've already talked about episodes we want to do and things like that and um, you know. Some interesting stuff has happened with regards to coaching hires that we'll cover uh, in a different episode. But um, I've got some I've got some thoughts about like where I guess I guess where this sport uh, might be headed in the next couple of years or next you mm-hmm. know like three to five years. And um, man, like if if you are an A fan, you got to be excited. Um, but uh, and you just said it, A uh, and M. You know, as of now, has the uh, you know if you go by the formula that the 24 uh, seven sports uh, composite rating uses, which is kind of the standard cause it factors in, you know, every service out there, um, the formula they use, it's higher than any class that has ever been assembled in the modern era. Um, now I, I guess like people hear that, but they don't really grasp it. You know, like they don't, they don't, they don't know what that means. They don't know like, what is that compared to, right. you know, is it, is it a lot better than we've done before? Is it just a little bit better? Like, have we been in this range? Um, the answer is, is no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and Chase and I, we, we talked on the phone last week, you know, um, every year, you know, it, it's, it starts usually, you know, in the, in the spring or especially over the summer, we'll start doing the class calculator on 24-7 mm-hmm. sports and, like, picking, like, you can pick out, you know, like, you can put players in your class in the calculator And uh, it'll tell you like what your, your ranking would be or whatever. And um, like, usually when we do that, like we're pretty optimistic. And like, as soon as we hit 300 points, we're like, Oh, like this isn't going to happen. Like this is unrealistic.
1: Yep. That's, that's exactly (laughs) it. Every single one of those (laughs) I ever do is always like 302 and I'm like, that's unrealistic, but maybe, I mean, it could happen, you know, and really it comes from like players we're in on, will change their rating and they'll get lowered down and, and so then, like we might end up with that same crop of players, but they might not be rated as high later on. You know, by the time signing day gets there, plus like we we get excited after a big recruiting weekend where we think we're gonna, you know, have this player or that player. Um, but normally, Tex-Ags and two four seven, for that matter, do a good job on kind of keying us into players that we're are big on, but but may not get. Uh, but there's always those that, that the tea leaves seem like we're going to end up with them. And then we don't. Yeah. You know, think about Bear Alexander, you know, with one of our very first episodes, you're like, there's a bear on the loose. We really thought yep. we were going to get him. We didn't get him. But this is definitely the first year that our actual class ends up better than what we put together in February, you know, when we're playing around with the numbers. It's just
0: like it's. it's- it's, it's beyond our most optimistic projections. Like this isn't, this isn't normal behavior. (laughs) You know, like it's just, I mean, like, so like I'll, I'll go down the list of of teams that have, you know, like, like the, the, like the other top five classes, you know, in the history of, of, of recruiting. Um, But at at least for A&M, like we, like we, with Jimbo, we're typically in like the two eighties, like that, 282 285 like like it's like really really good classes um you know typically you know two-thirds of our players uh are blue chips and you know that's that's plenty to you know to allow us to be competitive uh at a national scale and you know go toe-to-toe with uh with Bama and Georgia and teams like that but what I think what we've done this year is is just far and above and uh uh just real quick I'll I'll read these off so um number 1 class uh in in recorded history uh Texas A&M 2022 uh the score is 328 uh .82. so um that's not final they're still looking at uh you know a a composite top 10 player in the country out there in Shamar Stewart um they still have to hold on to Harold Perkins who's committed but not signed uh he's part of that of that number um and then uh number 2 was bama last year they were 327 so we 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 just snuck right in front of them uh, number 3 was florida in 2010 at 324 uh number 4 was alabama in 2017 that was that class that had all those awesome receivers uh their score was 323 and then uh number 5 was georgia in 2018 uh also at 323 and i believe I haven't gone all the way back, but I think number six probably would have been Ohio State last year. Uh, they had like a three twenty one, so um, like like three hundred is outstanding. Uh, you start getting into the three twenties, that's you know just the elite of elite classes.
1: Yeah, so um, one of the things that I want to make sure that we you know talk about here using those top five classes. I mean, look how elite those teams are. Um, but then, then to try to give an idea, try to grasp how huge this is, right? Because if we look at, if we look back over the last or a top five classes of all time, okay. Our top five classes, number five comes in at 2014. That was the best class that, that someone signed. Fantastic class. Well, then we got 2019, then 2021, then 2020, and then now 2022. So if you look at the our top four classes ever are our last four classes that we just signed. But if we were, you know, 2021 was 286, 2020 was 289, 2019 was 285. If we were in that 280-something range, I would still be very high on this class. I'd be talking about how you know that would be my talking points. The top four classes are all on campus at one time, and that is something that we'll make sure that right. I mean that will be a point of discussion throughout all off season. But yeah. this class by itself could be two top ten classes. I mean, it just just by itself could could be top ten and and just about. Any class, maybe top tens, a stretch, but it is yeah. such a big time class that it is hard for people to digest it. For people to understand how big is this really, um, which is why, like, you're going to see Longhorn fans and Sooner fans, and, and you know, like, people from all different schools try and and rip the rug out from us and be like, "Oh yeah, but." Jimbo's gonna do what he always do, does. No, no, no. There's no precedence for this level of recruiting. It's never been done before. Not by no. AM, not by any other school period ever in history before. So you cannot say, oh, it's just it's AM. They're they're gonna they're not gonna, you know, look at what Jimbo's done in the past with all these great classes. No, he's never had this level of class. Nick Saban has never had this level of class. You know, M- Matt Brown, um, you know, think of all the elite coaches in, in just modern recruiting history. They have never had a class this caliber before. It does not exist. So you can't say, Oh yeah, look what yeah. he's done in the past. Cause nobody's ever done it in the past. You know, look at, look at how well yeah. he's done in the past with, with a a standard good class. And then now we have a record breaking class. There's no precedent for what we do sets the precedent. Right. So, so that's really where we're at in, in this position. But, but that's something that, that I, you know, is the topic for me that I want to make sure I do the best that I can. Also for myself, you know, is, is, I want to try to explain it to our listeners who don't really follow recruiting, but I'm also trying to do this for myself, myself to stomach how iconic this is and how just absolutely absurd it is because it is a, it is unlike anything that college football has ever seen before. And, and that is amazing. You know, that's super, super cool to say that Texas A&M did that, you know, and that Jimbo did that. And so, um, so yeah, yeah that that's but you to be in that list of, of those five teams that you just read off like that that's a feat in and of itself but to be at the top of that list you know ultimately right. while I'll say and I'll say it probably multiple times but the expectation is a championship the expectation is that this class right. C, uh, hoists a championship in, over the next 4 years it's no longer that that's what we hope will happen and that's what we want to happen. No, we expect that to happen at this point. And if it doesn't happen, if we fall short of it, that's whenever we have to start doubting our coach, but he's given us no reason to doubt to this point. Um, You know, of course you can look back and say, well, why did he do this? Why did you can question him? But he's not given us reason to doubt that this class won't be, you know, a championship level team. You know, won't make for a championship level team. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's that's a great point. And, and obviously, like 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 one class doesn't make a team. Um. Like like we still have to go out and continue to, you know, uh, uh bring in you know classes. You know, it doesn't have to be this caliber. You know, this is. Uh, I'm not sure if we ever, you know, hit this number again, or if anybody ever hits this number mm-hmm. again uh you know if if they sign Shamar Stewart it'll go over 330 it'll be like 331 yeah. um so like typically like the teams like Bama Georgia and Ohio State hang around that 300 to 315 range every year and this is a tremendous first step i mean and and the classes we've had leading up to this have been really really good mm-hmm. like um i think you know if if this, like you said, well, I go, if this class had, had followed uh, the previous kind of trend of, of where we were, that's like, you know, you're signing like two thirds of your class or, or four and five star players, that's, that's good enough to win a championship. But when it gets to this level, if you continue to do this, you're going to look like Georgia looked the other night on defense, you're going to look like how Alabama looked on offense, you know, last year, you know, and it's, it's just it's it's unreal, and until like like uh, I guess before we get into the specific players and you know how this this whole thing came together, I've got a couple more uh, numbers here. Uh, so our our average rating um, is a ninety four point six. There's been other teams that have done that and been in that range, uh, but not very many, and the teams that have have been. Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State—the teams yeah. who have the most talent year in and year out. Yeah. So this is and and included in that number is a kicker who's like they never rate those guys high. So, um, so, so that's that's uh, an important an important point. And um, the other one is uh, and I like we've talked about this, but I didn't realize it bef- before until right before we started recording. Um, the number of top one hundred players that are in this class and I'll, I'll take it out to one Oh two only because uh, we have a guy that's ranked one Oh two. So you might as well throw him (laughs) in there. (laughs) But um, if we don't sign anybody else, we'll like, if we don't sign Shamar or Jacoby Matthews or whoever else, we'll finish with 17 players in the top one Oh two. That would equal the number of players in the top one Oh two we've had. And in the, in the prior three classes combined, we had seven in 2019, six in 2020, and then just four last year. Um, and those were all really good classes, but the, the quality and quantity, and most importantly is the uh, distribution of positions and the roster management, it's, I mean, you cannot ask for anything better than what Jimbo Fisher and that staff put together this season.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna. I I feel like you were being modest there. Uh, I want to go back to and and pair what I said with what you said. The number of top 100 players we have in this class (laughs) equals the number of top 100 players we had in the last three classes combined. That's huge especially when you consider the last three classes combined or the last three classes were until today, our top three classes in AM history. So they were our best three classes yeah. in the history of our school. And we just put all three of them together for another class. So, I mean, if you want to look at it in that logic, we have the top six classes in, you know, and, in on campus all at one time, because this class might as well be three classes in one. It, it's just, it's wild. Um, and, and that's why yeah. it's hard. Like it's hard to, hard to say how good this class really is because of that. Like it, there it is so high caliber that it's crazy, but I want to look at like game changing guys. And this is before we really dive too deep in into it. I want, I want you to think if you're a casual fan and you really don't, Follow recruiting hardly at all. I want you to think over the last since we moved to the SEC over the last ten years. What what guys have we recruited that were a big splash recruit that came in and absolutely just did phenomenal at A and M that started from day one that that you know as a freshman they did fantastic and they were just just all around. Fantastic players. Okay, so these guys that I'm talking about, these are you know Miles Garrett, these are Christian Kirk, these are our our Speeding Oil and and um, uh, Ken Kenyon Green. Green. We've got Demarvin Leal, we got Jalen Jones. Um, I, I would put Damani Richardson in that group. You know, uh, Armani Watts. You know, think think about the caliber of people that we're talking about here. You know, guys that came in, they're big-time recruits that we won over and that they came to our school. Dalen Mack is another example. Um, these huge, huge recruitments. We have one of those at every single position on the field. In the past, if we had won just one of them at any one position, it was a big-time deal. And we have one at every single position on the field. And some positions have multiple. That's insane to me. You know what, what this is, yeah. this is like saying, you know, that we've got, we got a, you know, I'm going to use Kyler Murray instead of Johnny Manziel. Cause even though he went in, in, you know, one, one, a, you know, Heisman elsewhere, he still was at least that caliber of quarterback, but, We've got this is like having Kyler Murray and um, you know Christian Kirk, Miles Garrett, Dalen Mack, Kenyon Green, you know, um, and I don't know for the, for the sake of and a Von Miller all in one class, you know, and and and, yeah. and uh, also add in there you know Jalen Jones or Armani Watts, you know, or or just these huge impact players that can come in day 1 and start and I'm not saying that they will like I'm not saying that these guys are going to come in and hit the field because we have the other three best classes in our history on campus so if they don't come in and start that that is really good for us that fares very well for us cuz that means we have better players than what we just recruited but we recruited one at every single position <laughs> like it's we're not yeah. we're not stacking you know four really good wide receivers and we, we have nothing but three stars on the offensive line. In fact we have three right. three stars in the entire class, one of them being the kicker that you just mentioned. And oh he's a three star, but you know what? He's the number four kicker in the nation. You know, so like yeah I, I mean it's just it's just absolutely insanity. And um Yeah. You know, our offensive line, we got a three star there, but he's still the number twenty three offensive lineman in the nation. You know and
0: Oh, and like, 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 even if like, I, I think he's underrated, which I'm not going to complain because of of how well we did right. everywhere else. But I, I, I love that kid. I think he's going to be a terrific well, player. Yeah,
1: and and that's that's a, a point that we can make about this class is in the past, we would have half of our class would be three stars, and so we there yeah. were some that were you know think Anaya Smith, you know, guys that were three star players, but that that really you know were were under undervalued, you know, as a recruit um, that have outlived what two four seven said their potential would be, but right, we were having to bank on that half of our class were these underrated guys that were better than what they were ranked. We don't have to do that with this class, and you had to no, head on We them. don't have to do that yeah. because okay, if. If three-star Jalen Scarlett doesn't end up being you know an underrated guy, well that's okay because we have five-star Walter Nolan, five-star Dendy, four-star Lucas, four-star White, and four-star Scylla at the same position.
0: You know, it may be five-star five Stewart.
1: Stewart. If if three-star <laughs> Nebu doesn't doesn't pan out, well that's okay because we got four-star Dewberry, four-star Williams, four-star Herb that that hopefully will you know and and then. If, yeah. if the kicker doesn't pan out, well, hopefully we can get a kicker, you know I mean? Like, come on, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of, yeah, Oh, it's, 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 it's absolutely bonkers. And the, there's guys in this All class right, I, that I do think are underrated as a four-star, you know?
0: Oh, I've, I've, I've got one circle that I am, I, I like of, of the whole class, like he's, 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 he's my guy. Um, but uh, there's one more point I want to make, and you know I can't get through a show without uh, kind of dunking on Texas a little bit. But but this is a like, I'm only doing this because it's it's a it's a perfect example of what I'm trying to like the point I'm trying to make. So in in 2018, uh, after Tom Herman's first season at Texas, they signed a, a really good class. It was number three in the country. Uh, I think they were right at 300 points, maybe 301. Um, so like outstanding class. But when you look at it, the top nine players are all receivers and defensive backs. Yeah. Um, I think they had like one blue chip defensive tackle and like maybe two, you know, lower four star offensive linemen, uh, you know, low four star or, or like mid four star running back. Like it, it just wasn't distributed uh, in a, in a way like that would be indicative of that ranking. Mm-hmm. You know, like you think number three, you know, 300 points, you've got, you know, high caliber players at every position, but that's not the case always. So um that is the case in this class. And I think like the transition as into talking about some of these players is coming into this this class, I thought and, and, and you may think different, but I, I, I thought the 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 positions where we absolutely had to have a home run were uh receiver, defensive back and quarterback um they hit grand slams at those three they, they hit a fourth grand slam at defensive line which we'll which we'll get to but we we've we've done pretty well at defensive line recruiting up until this season <laughs> and this just this just stacks further on top of that but um you know you've got to have the receivers in today's game to keep up with these offenses uh, you have to have the defensive backs to cover these guys that are going to Alabama and Ohio State and LSU um and of course like the quarterback, I think that makes all the difference in the world. It's the most important position in sports. And this kid we got, I, I think we should start with him. Um, Connor Wigman, uh, we, we've talked about him before. And, um, you know, y- you may have watched him on, on television way back in, uh, I think it was week zero of the college season. But um, five-star kid out of uh, Cypress, Bridgeland. And just, a, just an absolute baller. I, I mean – it's it's tough between how excited I've been about a quarterback you know ever between him and Kyler Murray um I think I'm I know it's recency bias but I'm probably going to give Connor the, nu- the nudge there um just because of because he did it at Bridgeland a, br- a brand new high school like he he doesn't play for Southlake or Westlake or Allen uh or any of those he plays for a school with you know maybe a couple other guys that are going to go play in college but um it's not one of these texas powerhouses and just the, the the skills that he has the you know the ability to run uh he's got excellent arm strength ecu- uh, excellent accuracy um it's uh, i i don't want to go on too long about him because i could i could talk for 30 minutes about how good he is but um i think he he's one of the crown jewels and you know getting a a kid of his caliber at quarterback just it, it It takes the class to a new level.
1: yeah, I agree on that. Um, just watching watching him play um, I give him an edge. i I think he's just a, a phenomenal player. Um, I've always I've always looked to him and I, I try not to have recency bias whenever I'm you know evaluating new recruits and say like oh this guy I'm more excited about than the last guy so I'll start by saying that like King is still somebody that I have really, really high hopes for and, and all of that. And, and I think he's a a good quarterback, but I just Connor Wigman is, is, is something unlike I've, I've seen maybe since Johnny Manziel. Like he, I don't want to make that comparison because again, the kid is in high school and you know, all that kind of stuff. But, He's going against really really good talent with like you said from from a new school, you know, and um he just there's those recruits that you see when you're watching their film that they just it's as if they're the only player on the field and mm-hmm. he is he exemplifies that in my opinion. Like he's just yeah. he just when you watch his tape you can't help but to watch him and whenever he throws the ball to somebody else or hands it off you're like, "Oh man," You know, like you're disappointed that you don't get to watch him play. I mean, it's just, he's, I would not be surprised if he pushes, you know, I hate to say pushes to start. I don't want to, I don't want people to listen to this and, and like disregard what we're saying because they're like, oh, they only like the new recruits. But I mean, he's that good that, that he's, he's, he could start anywhere and push to start anywhere, even with a veteran quarterback ahead of him. And and so it gives me a lot of confidence going into this year, knowing okay we're either going to have him or King or Max Johnson, like those three quarterbacks I'm perfectly happy with, you know, and yeah. and I would I'm going to be super excited about any of them. Calzada I I was very happy with he did way better than I expected him to do, um, but going into the season and like, you could go back and listen to our first episode where we were doing everything we could to talk about him in case he, he did end up getting the, the spot. And it just, at that point in time, it was like, there's going to be a drop off. It's either King or we're going to have a, have a drop off, you know? And yeah. especially once Eli Stowers kind of got out of the picture, it was like, okay, well hopefully King's going to be it for us. But this year, if we had the same thing happen, this year heaven forbid i hope it doesn't that happened last year and let's say king goes in as the starter and and um wigman comes out you're you're not going to be in a position like we were last year i mean it's just not gonna happen oh no and um I, i just he's such a good quarterback it's it's if you have not watched his film, go watch it because it is so much fun to watch. It's just, it's yeah. it's like watching Johnny or Kyler or somebody, you know, that that's just a phenomenal quarterback. Just it's fun. You know, it's like he's playing yeah. his own game.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and I think going into next season, our floor at the quarterback spot is so much higher than it was last year last season um and 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 you know all credit to Calzada for for what he did and uh the toughness he displayed and what he played through um and and we typically don't you know give uh, the freshman quarterback a chance to really come in and start um like i, I guess outside of kyler um I, i've never really you know expected sure. like a, a freshman to come in and start but he's different like, like Connor Wigman is just a different, a different breed of, of a football player. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's going to be here like he's on campus right now. He'll, he'll go through spring ball. So, um, that, 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 that's a, a, something I'm really excited to watch because you'll have King Max and, uh, and Wigman all on campus and all competing. And, uh, I bet, I bet Jimbo is, is thrilled, but, um, The the last thing I'll say about, about Connor's, uh, ability, um, well, there's there's two things. Um, one is I try to keep my expectations in check because you know, he like, like, like I think quarterback is just one of those positions. You can't ever go all in until you see the guy play in college. Um, and obviously he hasn't done that to this point, but, um, you know, every time I sit down to watch him, he just looks like one of the best players I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, on, on that on that game of his that aired on ESPN, you know, he accounted for eight touchdowns. Yeah. Like th- they scored on every drive he was in. Um, and it was usually him doing the scoring, you know, <laughs> or if it wasn't, it was him that got him down there and they punched it in with the running back. But, um, and then, you know, he finally gets, a uh, he gets in in the, in the all American game, uh, the, the under armor game and just looked head and shoulders above the other quarterbacks there. I mean, uh, yeah. Just throwing off his back foot, dropping dimes to Chris Marshall um, and Evan Stewart and showing his legs. But uh, the, 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 the last thing I'll say about his ability is his, his athleticism and poise in the pocket. Like there, there's, there's plays on film where like, like there's a guy just coming straight up the middle, like, th- like, like breaking through the pocket, uh, like headed right right at him. And he like he'll just like nonchalantly, just like do a little move and you know avoid it, mm-hmm. and throw the ball forty yards down the field on the money. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's like his 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 ability to improvise and move around, and uh, he's he's going to be a threat in this offense.
1: You watch him play, and he and he's one of those that makes it so easy and does so all these cool things, right? While you're watching, that you're like. How come everybody doesn't do that? all these elite players are out there? <laughs> why why don't they play like that? What what's different? Right. And it's kind of like like Johnny was always such a good good player, and he just did these acrobatic things that you're like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy! How did he do that? But Mike Evans was a fantastic player. Why wasn't he running around like Johnny? Why wasn't he scrambling? You know, like what what was it about Johnny that made him so much more fun to watch than than? any other quarterback, you know, and right. that's, that's how Connor is. I mean, he he's so much fun to watch um, that I, I'm not saying that he's going to go win the Heisman and I'm not saying that he's, he's a, a Heisman contender next year or anything like that. Never. I won't say that until we see him in college, but I'm saying he's going to be one of those that's so much fun to watch that he's going to be like Johnny because it's enjoyable to watch him play and um, right. what, what's the quarterback's name at, at BYU that they called uh, Mormon Moonsville? Uh, uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. You know, like a guy like that, that it's just fun to watch. You know. Yeah. And and I, I definitely and you're gonna get some of that from King too. So like King King is very much like that, but Wigman is like I don't know. He's he's I cannot wait to see him. Even if it's a couple of years from now, I can't wait to see how he plays for us. And I, I couldn't be more ecstatic at the quarterback. Position.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be shocked if he doesn't pan out. Like, like, like more shocked than, you know, any other recruit. Like if, if he does not turn into a really good co- college quarterback, um, th- then something has gone like horribly wrong because yeah, right. he's got, uh, all, all, all the ability in the world. Right. Um, let's, uh, let's hit receivers. Um, okay they, I guess we can, we can kind of fit tight ends in here too, but, um, you know, I think we talked about it last summer, but receiver has, has been a spot, you know, since, since Fisher got here that, you know, he's brought in some good players and, you know, I think, I think the young guys we have on the team are, are, are really good. And I think they have a, uh, uh, a shot, you know, to, to show that as, as soon as this season, but, um, It wasn't like, you know, like what they've done on the defensive line and at running back and, you know, even offensive line. They hadn't quite been able to do that and, you know, get on that Bama level, that Ohio State level at receiver. Mm -hmm. Um, And up until a couple months ago, I didn't think they – I thought they'd have a really, really good receiver class. Um, But then they go in and land Evan Stewart, um, a top – top five player in the country, the number two receiver, I think. Yeah. Um,
1: he was the number one receiver at number three in the country, but now he's the number two receiver at number six in the country. So, you
0: know, yeah. whatever. That sounds about right. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you talked on, on the phone about this last week, but there's there's always kids in, in every cycle in the state of Texas that, for whatever reason, like they, they just don't come here. Like mm-hmm. they go to – Ohio State or Alabama or even Texas sometimes. Right. Um, or Purdue, Evan is one of those or kids. Colorado or right. <laughs> um, um, Evan's one of those kids. He's 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 the the Jalen Waddle that got away or the, or the Garrett Wilson that that got away. Yeah, um, or the Lavisca
1: Chanault or the, the yeah. Who's um, the other one that I just mentioned? Um,
0: uh, uh, is it Rondell Moore?
1: Yeah, Rondell Moore. You know yeah. these guys that that just go out and just really, really, you know, are just on a whole other level at their yeah. position. And normally we can't keep them in state for one reason or another, and um, we did this year. So I, I'm yeah. thrilled to death for that. Um,
0: yeah, he's got he's got speed for days. Uh, he, I think his his 40 isn't listed but i've 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 seen that he runs in like the four threes and four fours mm-hmm. um he's six feet i think one 190 yeah okay his his listed weight is 175 so um he's not a huge guy but i mean he, it's the speed that we we haven't had like we, we've we've got we've got Demus, who is you know probably just as fast but um he wasn't as polished as Evan was when he was coming out. Like Evan's got the route running down. He's, uh, he's got the hands. He, like he can, uh, go up and and make a contested catch even at at just six foot tall. Um, he's, and and he's here this spring. He's going to be able to compete for a starting job or at least for playing time. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think right away. Um, the other guy, and th- th- this is my guy. This is someone. <laughs> I, knew,
1: and I knew. I knew that's who you were going to say because that's who I was going to uh, say too.
0: Yeah, uh, we're we're on the same page here. And he's like, uh, like he's he's the number 62 player in the country, and like that's like that's appropriate. But he may still be a little bit underrated. And that's uh, yeah. that's 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 Chris Marshall from uh, from Fort Ben Marshall, um, uh, same school as Devon A-Chain. Uh, oddly enough, from from what I understand, uh, A Chain talked him into playing football. Uh, he was a basketball player his whole life, and uh, you know, eighteen months ago, A Chain's like, "Hey, like, you know, you should you should try out for for football. You know, you'd probably be pretty good at it."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, that was a correct assumption because he is extremely good <laughs> yeah. at football. Um, and that's what makes him so exciting. Is like a lot of these kids have played football their whole lives and. They're a little, they're closer to their ceiling than uh, than you might expect, but Chris Marshall, his ceiling is unlimited, and I, I I mean that like he can he can turn into a top ten pick in the NFL draft. I mean, six three one ninety five can run for that size. Like he's he's got speed. He's not just a possession guy. Um, can make people miss. Can can generate some yak some yak yards. Um, and I mean. I don't want to say it because we we, we, we kind of compare Connor to Johnny. I'm <laughs> a, I'm a, I might compare Chris to Mike.
1: You have to. It's it's a lazy comparison in some ways because they have a similar story. You know, they're basketball players turned football players their senior year. Um, but he looks like Mike out on the field. The, the, the aggressiveness that he has out there and, and the way that it looks like he's he's going for a rebound whenever he's playing and he just pushes people off of him. like yeah. the strength that Mike Evans had. That's what, that's what the way he plays, he plays with that grit. And, um, that's why I think he's underrated. Cause I think any guy that's like that is going to generally speaking, be underrated, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, to me, you've got your, your, Johnny Manziel Mike Evans combo with with Wigman and Chris Marshall and that's just that's just the way it is it's it's lazy to make that comparison but it's just it's they're both too close to the other to not be able to make that comparison you know like uh but then you add in Evan Stewart on top of that and I mean good lord you know it's just just
0: well and I think one. I think one characteristic of Chris that really drives home that Mike comparison is uh, he, he's he's just a dog on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, w- w- like if you watch Mike play at A and M, you know, like he had the most confidence and like physicality, uh, like uh, in a receiver that you could possibly have. Like, yeah, um, if there's a jump ball, like. There's nobody coming down with that box set for him. It like, yeah, it was like he it, would
1: box everybody out, you know, like he was still yeah. playing basketball. And that's what I mean. Like, he does the same thing. And when you watch guys like that play, you think, why is it, why doesn't every big-time wide receiver look like this? Why, why don't they <laughs> – when they go to catch the ball, why isn't it like that? But it, yeah. it makes you, like, question, like, how good are all these other guys that are really, really good because they're not – making catches like this you know but it yeah he he's a dog i mean that he is a dog out on the field and and he's really fun to watch like that strength and and aggressiveness um yeah that i really think we need we need that yeah. in our wide receiver room um absolutely it's kind of hard to come by a lot of times you have to get that from your tight ends you know yeah your tight ends normally are those those gritty type players but if you got one that's a wide receiver I mean, you know, that's really helpful.
0: Well, and, and and I think in a class full of just nothing but super studs, um, I think he's a guy that really stands out as at least, at least to me, he stands out as somebody that, you know, may may even outperform his, his ranking, but, um, and then your, your, your third receiver, uh, who's, uh, the, the the lowest rated, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm a a huge fan of this kid and Noah Thomas from, uh, from Galveston. Mm -hmm. Um, six foot six uh a little bit a little bit thinner i think he's uh or he's he's listed at six five 180 but um again like he's got speed like he's not yep. some big lumbering receiver like it's i think the the comparison that i like and th- this this may be lazy too but um he's a little bit taller version of josh reynolds with maybe maybe even a step faster than than josh was but
1: yeah, I, I would uh, say I would maybe put Evan Stewart more in the the Josh Reynolds mold, and I I would say he he would be more like Ed Pope, you know, like this limbery, you know, like fast guy that that can go up and, and get the ball, and yeah, um, yeah, you know, he just he just is a he he's of course the lowest ranked receiver of the three, but yeah, um, he he's got a lot of. Um, good characteristics that complement the other two, and and yep. things that we need in, in our receiver room. Um, that you know, I feel like a, most of our talent when it comes to the receiver room is all our slot receivers. You know, I, I feel yeah. like some of these guys, these bigger guys, that's true, are, are really needed, and uh, I think he fits. He fits a need there. You know. Yeah. Um,
0: and like he's he he he's about as good of a jump ball target as. As, as you're going to find, yeah, but he, 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 he's not a one trick pony though. Like he, he does have speed. Like he mm-hmm. can, you know, get down the field and create separation. But, um, so I, I think they, they hit a home run with the receivers. Uh, I think they had to with mm-hmm. the way that, you know, the college game is trending and uh, being able to you know score points in bunches and, and keep up with some of these other high powered offenses. Um, but then you, you bring in these three tight ends and, uh, <laughs> Uh, Jimbo, Jimbo loves him some tight ends, and we've we, we've kind of recruited well there, but mm-hmm. we've had some injuries. And like, uh, is is Baylor Cup going to be healthy? You know, is Fernando Garza uh, healthy? Is Blake Smith healthy? Like, there's they've all got concerns. So you kind of had to double dip here, um, and they just went for the the trifecta. Um, yeah. But I think the, the the guy I'll start with, and he's. He's probably a top, I, I feel like I'm saying this about everybody, but I think he's a top seven player in his class for me. Just, I mean, it's it's Donovan Green, the, the, the tight end from Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Um, this is as complete a tight end as I have seen us sign uh, ever. And he may be one of the most complete to ever come out. But, um, you know, typically you, you sign one guy that's a really, really good pass catching tight end and one guy who's kind of a blocking specialist um well donovan is an a plus plus at both of those uh this dude loves to block (laughs) like uh um i i heard his his high school coach on um on texag's radio on signing day and uh you know like they like whenever they had Jalen weidermeyer there it's the same high school he went to um Mm -hmm. you know he was more focused on pass catching and uh you know, wasn't focused on, you know, getting down and dirty and, and blocking guys, but, uh, not the case with Donovan. He's a hell of a blocker. And, uh, as, as highly as I think of Jalen Weidermeyer, uh, he's, he's, he's a, he's a better athlete. Like he's got more, you know, more, more athleticism and, and skills and, and, and speed, uh, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and Jalen's going to get drafted in the Second round, probably. First round, maybe.
1: Well, that's but, um, what I was, I was going to say, and people might laugh at this comment, but but I would say Green coming out of high school looks like Weitermeyer coming out of college. Yeah. like It's like <laughs> he's, he's a bit more polished there. And so it's like, you know, think about the development that, that you're probably going to see from well, once he goes in the NFL and then for the next few years. I feel like we're going to see a similar development at Green at the tight end position. So, so you know, with when Widermeyer's gone, it's like we replaced him with another Widermeyer. It's like we just copy and pasted him because his yeah. trajectory that he had in college just continues on. Starting, you know, with Green and and his coach yeah. said something like that that you know Widermeyer really was good, but Green was always the one upcoming that was really going to push and get. Get yeah. even further
0: you know um, yeah no I, I'm like, I, like after you factor in you know the receivers we just spoke about and and what you have with green with his ability to block and and I mean I mean really run like I, I, I can't overstate that this kid is fast uh mm-hmm. and he he's got excellent excellent hands um you know kind of the same thing in a, in a class that's that's full of just stud stud players uh, he's near the top to contribute right away just because of the 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 situation that tied in with injuries sure. and um, with Jalen Leaving. We we don't really know what we have. Um he's he's not here this spring. I wish he was, but um I think he he finds his way onto the field this fall. Um yeah. a kid a kid that is here this this spring is uh Jake Johnson, yeah. uh, brother of brother of Max Johnson, and actually the number one tight end in the country <laughs> you know, um,
1: to go with the number uh, four tight end in the country and um, right to not to jump ahead but to go with the number one tight end in another country you know so yeah in, um, in
0: another continent <laughs> yeah
1: um but but yeah that was by far the most surprised recruitment in my opinion of this whole cycle um went to bed the night before signing day like having no idea that he was even an option woke up. He was the first one to sign. It I was like, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the number crazy. one player at his position, just, just send his LOI in before anybody else that was already committed. <laughs> um, and I think I said this, if not, uh, he's the brother of Max Johnson, yeah, uh, the, 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 former LSU quarterback who is now at A&M. But, um, you know, uh, I, there's not many clips of him, of him blocking. Um, and, uh, you know he's he, he's a he's a good athlete. He's not you know a burner, but mm-hmm. uh, I think I told you this. But when I watch his film, it reminds me of Caleb Chapman's high school film. Like yeah. he's he's that he's that size. He's 6'5", 2, 225, So he's maybe a little bit heavier than Caleb was. Um, but the, but like his high school team would split him out wide and just like just send him down the field because they know that nobody can jump with him <laughs> like yeah. he's, like they're just going to throw it up to him. He's going to come down with it. He's got, I think that's, that's one thing I'll say about this entire group of receivers and tight ends. Every one of them has just excellent ball skills. Like mm-hmm. there's not, there, there's not a guy with stone hands in the bunch. Like that, like they can all make, you know, sick catches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, which you don't always see at tight ends, but you, you definitely do with this group. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see, and really, I'm excited to see like how they pair these two guys uh, and and three guys. I guess if we talk about Orstrom, because um, there's not really a true like blocking tight end like what you're saying. There's nobody that has stone hands. It's like you're like, yeah, he's gonna be a good blocker, you know,
0: like a uh, a uh, Trevor Wood like from that first season. Yeah,
1: yeah, or um, well, even Blake Smith to some degree, you know. Yeah, um, guys that you're looking at, but you can't envision them being some, you know, Jay Sternberger or Weidermeyer, you know, like you just kinda envision them as being there to get a, a quick little first down, you know, or whatever. Um definitely these two guys, but but also the the third, all I mean they have big playability. They have the ability to really be a a threat for, for defenses and that's huge, you know.
0: Yeah. So I th- I think I think Jake Johnson is a a, a pretty good athlete. Um, I think Donovan's a great athlete. Uh, Theodore Orstrom, uh, he is an elite athlete. Uh, he would be rated a lot higher if he played in the states. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's uh, from uh, from Sweden. Uh, played his football over there, but when you watch this guy play and watch him work out and run routes, um, first of all, he uh, he's got the body of Rob Gronkowski, like six foot six 245 he's uh he's he's filled out he's he's a massive human um but his his quickness and speed and uh his his lateral movement it's it's just rare for a guy this big um Mm -hmm. and and he's got uh an insane catch radius and 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 great hands but um with him not playing football for very long or, you know, at least playing overseas and, and not in, you know, not having the same experience that the rest of uh, American football players have had. uh, It may take him a minute to get up to speed, but Mm -hmm. I mean, his ceiling is absolutely through the roof. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about this kid.
1: Well, and I like that too, because he's, he's basically a fresh canvas. So, you right, know, he may get to campus, and we might move him over to the linebacker, or, or you know, maybe try to get him to bulk up and, and move him to the line. You know, I mean, you can't ever tell. I, not saying that they'll do that. I mean, he's he's a really good athlete, but he's you're able to um, you're able to customize him. You know, for for lack yeah. of a better phrase, like you're you're able to mold him into what you need and what your team needs and then what would be best for his his body you know and so you're not having to reteach things to this guy you're you're teaching something you know newer because he's newer to football because he's he's not had the same experience that that i'm sure he's a lot more open to coaching and a lot more coachable than some of these guys who think that they know what they're doing you know
0: yeah Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's, uh, let's uh, kick it over to, to defense and a, a position group that I think um, – you know, like we've signed good O line classes in the past. We've signed good receivers and quarterbacks and things like that, and even a handful of good defensive backs. But this is an outstanding defensive back haul. Like, oh yeah, it's better than anything I've seen a And M do at the position. Um, I mean, in in, in in every spot, and like, and guys that are versatile. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think we'll start with with five star Denver Harris, uh, quarterback out of uh, North Shore down in Houston. Um, Number seventeen player in the country. This is a kid that doesn't go to AM in prior years. Yeah, uh, he goes to Alabama or Ohio State, and then goes on to be a first round draft pick. Um, and we're like, man, like how could we not get that kid here? Like things would have been so much better. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, and like, I think it's it's so it's it's vitally important to have guys that can keep up with like like Bama. I know they're losing Jameson Williams and John Mechie. They're going to have guys. They're going to have guys with speed, and if you want to beat them, you you got to have guys that can that can cover. And mm-hmm. um, Denver Harris is that he's got plenty of speed. You know, he's an, he's an excellent corner. Um, I mean, it's either him or Evan is the most shocking signing of this class. Do you think?
1: I, I would say I would say him. Um, Evan him. Evan was. I mean, yeah, maybe it's close. But Evan, I think, I think looked more possible, you know, for, for a little bit longer than Devin or Denver did. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would probably go with him in in terms of like, I couldn't believe that we did land him, you know? Right. Um, I think about earlier on in the cycle, you know, about this time last year and you know, there was this whole big push that A and gonna to try to recruit Houston really well and all these different guys like Perk and and, and all these guys were, were leaning AM. Denver Harris was always the one that just didn't seem like he had any interest. And yeah. <laughs> and so you you see him as kind of being like one of those guys, like you're saying, always ends up going to Bama or Ohio State. That you're like, why didn't he ever even look at AM? That's kinda of how I figured he would end up. And so the fact that he did sign with us is, is just incredible. Um, but yeah, he's a, a ready to compete guy that just, he looks phenomenal, you know? And yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the rotation early on.
0: Well, also, uh, he, he's a guy that's on campus right now, so he'll go through spring ball yeah. and, um, you know, like, I, I don't know the status of miles Jones or Brian George, uh, or Josh Moten, uh, it's, it's, uh, just a few of the guys that have been injured, but, um, he's got a shot to, to, to really make a push. I mean, he's, he, he's as good of a, a corner as, as, as you could sign. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you pair him with, with, with day on or, or should I say smoke Bowie, out of, yeah. out of Georgia. Um, and Bowie, I mean, like, I, I think he's a corner, but he could, he could start for us at corner at nickel at free safety or receiver if mm-hmm. he wanted to. I mean, he is just an explosive, explosive athlete. Um, you know, honestly, like when I thought we, we we would get either just one of Evan or Denver, I was like, well, you know, if we get Denver, we could put Bowie on offense, or uh, you know, if we get if we get Stewart, if, uh, we can you know keep him on defense, and you know, yeah, you know, have have good athletes on both sides. But what do you know? We got everybody, and yeah, <laughs> plus, three. plus, plus Bryce Anderson, uh, who's. Mm-hmm. Uh, as fast as Evan Stewart is, um, beat Evan Stewart in the fastest man challenge at, uh, at the UA uh, All-American Practices. Um, I mean, those three guys are top. They're all in the top 70. Uh, looks like Smoke is, is uh, 69. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. But then you, uh, the guy I keep forgetting about is, uh, is Marcus Groves um, yeah, right. <laughs> who who flipped from Georgia on signing day. And honestly, you know, like I'll admit that I'm not great at evaluating corner tape. Uh, It's my my most glaring weakness when it comes to trying to tell you uh, what I think about these players. This kid has the best corner tape of the class. I mean, he is just (laughs) he is he is a terrific corner. Like I'm I'm pumped about this kid.
1: Yeah, he's the guy that you would want to watch his tape so that you could learn how to evaluate corners. Cause you're like, okay, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he came out of nowhere too. It's like, like all these guys just came out of nowhere, you know, uh, some, uh, or maybe not all of them, but a lot of them did. And, um, he's, uh, you mentioned like, oh, I keep forgetting about this guy. And, and yet any other class, he would have been the like first person we talk about, you know, like he, he's, He's that good of a player. And you didn't mention Bobby Taylor, who's an incredible player. Um, you didn't mention Jared Kerr, who both of those guys, if it wasn't for this being the number one class in the history of college football recruiting, then yeah. they would be one of the top guys that we're talking about, saying, Let's tell you about these guys. You know, and yeah. and I think that's what that's what I, I wanna harp harp on and, and drive home, is that the guys that are closer to the bottom of this class would be guys that would be at the top of every other class we've ever signed ever before, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just heads and shoulders above what we've done before. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, this, this is, this, this defensive backhaul is, is just pure insanity. It it was without Killebrew whenever we thought we were going to end up with just the other five, you know, Killebrew just added icing to the cake and, yeah. and uh, you know, you go watch any of these guys. If you want to learn how to evaluate tape, just, just watch guys and try to get them to make their tape look like these guys. <laughs> like, they're, Yeah. They're just great. When
0: like in past years, like maybe you just land uh, a Bobby Taylor and a Bryce Anderson. And you're like, like this, this class is awesome. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly, and, and, exactly. and you'd be right. Like that's, that's a really like, you know, you get Bryce Bobby and, and Jared Kerr, you know, like the, the three Texans of the group, or I guess three other Texans of the group. Um, that's a really good haul on the back end, you know, with some other guys here and there. But not only do you get those three, you go and get, you know, the number three corner in the country, Denver Harris, mm-hmm. um, a guy like Killabrew, and then a guy like Deion Bowie who, I mean, could end up on offense. But, I mean, if he stays on defense, I mean, it doesn't matter where he plays. Um, he's going to be a... An absolute baller, um, but I think th- the theme of this class in the skill positions is just speed and mm-hmm. explosive ability. Um, like like all these defensive backs are between five eleven and six one. Like we don't have any uh, any six three giants or six four giants, um, and they're all fast. Like there's not a kid on this list that that's slow or that's mm-hmm. you know. A couple years ago when we played Bama, we were trying to cover. Jerry Judy Jane uh, Jalen Waddle uh, Devonte Smith and Henry Ruggs with corners that run in the 48s and uh, it didn't go well for us so yeah. <laughs> um, this th- th- this is what you have to have on the back end if you want to be able to slow those guys down um, what you also need to slow those guys down is uh, the best defensive line in the country um, if you watched Georgia, and what they did to Alabama, um, and obviously it was like their their whole defense was fast, but that defensive front was just on a just different, different level. Yeah. And uh, in one of Chase and I's conversations uh, here lately, um, you know, like like A and M has done well at the D line uh, in recruiting. Yeah, that's been um, our
1: best position for several years now.
0: Easily, And like last year's class, they signed six guys. And I'm excited about all of them. Like, I think uh, I think they've all got, you know, the, the ability to play. Um, I thought this class would be a little bit smaller. Like, maybe we only take four guys, you know, five at the most. Um, we took seven. <laughs> and it's not like, you know, we're just, like, taking these guys as just filler. Six of them are in the top 66. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's unheard of. I mean, I think – you know, when I say that I'm including Shamar Stewart, uh, I probably shouldn't do that because, you know, he may, may or may not come here. I think a feels good about him. Um, but let's start with, uh, the, the highest rated player in the class. And I think who, I, I think I'd call him the best player in the class. Cause I just have not seen a kid like this, uh, ever in, in covering this stuff. But, uh, Five-star defensive tackle uh, Walter Nolan uh, out of Powell, Tennessee. Six-foot-four, 325, and he played a lot of defensive end in high school. Um, I think the – the so the theme of the skill position in this class is, is speed. Uh, the theme of the defensive line and offensive line are guys that are really big that move like they're small. Um, it, sh- it's, it is – it is rare, like like this. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even explain it. Like you have to just go watch the kid on tape. But just explosive, strong. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you
1: know, he's just a man he's, amongst he's, boys. Like he he, he just is. towers over everybody. blows through everybody, and he just looks like he's an NFL player NFL player playing with a bunch of you know pee football players. Um, I mean, it's, it's just incredible.
0: He he he. he, he He's the Miles Garrett of defensive tackles. Like.
1: Yeah, he's ranked higher than Miles Garrett. You know?
0: <laughs> like, think I about mean,
1: that. Think about how just ready Miles Garrett was. And he's he's ranked higher than Miles Garrett was in his class. Yeah. Like it, it's insane insane. Um, but he's he's right. I mean, that's a really good way of putting it. He's the Miles Garrett of defensive tackles. He's this big. Think about if you know, I've, I've mentioned before, I mean, just look at any of our, our guys that we've had in recent years at the D-line. I mean, ever since Miles Garrett, every single guy coming in has, has been good. That permeated two coaching staffs. We had just incredible D-line uh, yeah. play. But but in this one, we have the number one, number three, number four, number seven, and number 10 D-linemen in one class with, with – the opportunity to add one more with Shamar Stewart in the top ten. Yeah. So we got one, two, three, four, five already signed, and maybe one more. We might get six of the top ten D linemen in one class. It's insane. But it starts with this guy, number one. Like, yeah, he is. He is. He could play. He could play in the NFL today. He, he could. Yeah. I mean, he. It, you can't say if, that if about he, very it, many kids coming out of high, high school, but you can yeah. say that about him.
0: If you could like, if they if the NFL allowed you to go to the draft just straight from high school, he's getting drafted in the first two rounds, probably, yeah, definitely, um, definitely, because like all he would need is maybe one year of like a redshirt NFL year, and then he'd be in the Pro Bowl. I mean, like yeah. he's so. In case I didn't say this earlier, he's six foot four, three twenty five. Uh, I think Jimbo likes to refer to him as the skinniest three hundred and thirty pounder he's ever seen. Yeah. I think um, that's
1: what he said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and like, uh, he's not in bad shape, but just imagine like in a college weight program where he's actually like, you know, trying to like, like he's, he's got, you know, professional nutrition and, uh, weightlifting regimen and all that. Like he's going to be, he, he already is an absolute monster. I mean, uh, on 24 seven, uh, they show his stats here at the bottom and, yeah, you know, I'm not sure how many games he played, but he had 93 tackles as a defensive tackle, um, 28 tackles for loss, and 17 sacks. Three three passes defended, four forced fumbles, and two recoveries. I mean, in the All American Bowl practices, uh, which features you know the best of the best players in the country, no one could block him.
1: Yeah, like any, he, he just like, was on every single play.
0: Like in the one on ones, no one ever blocked him, and in uh, like in the game, he never got blocked. Like, 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 like somebody was trying to block him, but uh, he was constantly just just whipping whoever was in front of him, uh, ripping through double teams, tossing guys to the side. Uh, if if he wasn't making the play, it's because they they got rid of the ball really quickly, or they just ran to the opposite side. <laughs> like he 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 is an absolute game wrecker. They they compared him to uh and Sue. I mean, I think Indominus is the most dominant defensive tackle to ever play college football. Um, I don't know if if Walter will be that. Maybe he will, um, but I mean, he's going to be an instant impact, just game wrecker in the middle.
1: Yeah, he he. I cannot wait to see him play for us. And and I want to go back and say like, when I say he could play in the NFL today, I mean that. I, I would not say that about any other guy on this list, and um, that includes Wigman, who I think is like this incredible player. I'm not going to put him on there; he's unproven. But this kid, he's just insane. I mean, yeah. think about what Miles Garrett looked like coming out of high school, and Miles Garrett could have played in the NFL. I mean, look at how he performed at A and M. That's what that's what I expect from this guy. I mean, he, he's just he's just that just incredible looking of a player I mean, he's he's going to be great for us
0: yeah he's uh he, he's he's number one in our class for a reason like he is he, he's going to play a lot this year he, he may even start but um l- l- let's let's hit the rest of these guys real quick um and, that, and that's the thing about this defensive line much like the other the other spots we've talked about already is it's it's distributed across the positions like we didn't just take all defensive tackles or just all like, you know, just all big guys that play kind of, you know, like as, as run stuffers, like you've got Walter Nolan who can, you know, be an elite run defender and, and a pass rusher up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Gabriel Brownlow Dendy who can play, uh, inside or out, you know, at six three two eighty, 280, just super explosive dude. Um, if you land Shamar Stewart, that dude is a beast. Of of yes. all the guys we've talked about, Shamar would instantly. I mean, he's he's a top ten player in the country. He instantly goes into to the the like top five best best prospects in this class easily. I mean, he's he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you don't get him, you have you know you got Brownlow Dendy, you've got Anthony Lucas, who is just I mean six four and a half, three hundred pounds. I think he's an elite uh, three technique. Uh, mm-hmm super twitchy, long arm dude, um, pairing him with Walter and, you know, maybe spinning a uh, Brownlow Dendy in there every now and then that is a, that is a situation for, <laughs> for opposing offenses. <laughs> um, and then you got your edge guys. I mean, uh, yeah. I thought, I thought we were set at, at, at rush in with Malik Silla, um, from Katie. And then we go in and land, uh, an eye white, uh, Borderline five star from from Pennsylvania, yeah. um, and, and like I, I can't say like I, I can't get too much in, into the weeds on those two guys, but they're really similar. Like they're six five and six six, both two thirty, um, both you know that that edge defender, that that rush defensive end, like like they're going to play that role, and um, you know quick off the ball and super high ceilings uh, I'll, I'll say this about it. Anai White dude's got the longest arms I've ever seen of, of, <laughs> of, of any of any human like it's like I, I swear his elbow is like at his hip or, or like at his at his knee at, like, at, at his knees yeah but it's uh like like this is a special special group of defensive linemen
1: yeah Anai White reminds me a lot of um, Shamar uh, Turner from last cycle yeah um, I, I, I don't know There's there's a lot of comparison i could make there but um but yeah this this just this whole class or this whole class of defensive linemen is just it's got to be the best what we've ever signed I mean, we have two oh, five yeah. stars
0: and yeah. that's that's huge. You, you, you might you might you might get three
1: yeah we might get three and that's huge coming off of you know having one of the best D lines in the country for the last several years, you know, uh, it's just, it's, I'm glad to see that our recruiting hasn't fallen off in that position to go get these other positions. Like that's still the strength of our class. And yet, you know, this class is just, just heads and shoulders above the rest, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and like, um, yeah, if you go look at, and what Georgia looked like along the defensive front, um, go back to Clemson in 2018, uh, and how they looked that season. Mm-hmm. The, this is what that looks like. Like,
1: right. Right.
0: That's getting all those caliber guys all in one class to go along with the six you took last year that were all blue chips. So like, yeah. um, that, that, that's, that's how you win championships is, you know, like, yes, you need the receivers You get out the quarterback, you know, uh, you need good defensive backs but if you have a defensive line like this um that's just gonna i mean it's gonna be so freaking hard to <laughs> to score on you like like you, you saw i mean like i'm not saying that i'm not saying like we're going to be jo- what georgia was this season you know like that's a pretty high bar but like you saw those guys you you, you can't run on that team like right, right. There, there, there's no there's no blocking them
1: I mean I'll um, go so far to say that. I, I think maybe not next year, but that's that's the expectations I have at this point because that's Oh yeah. We have that caliber caliber of guys at that position, if not a higher caliber at that position. Yeah. You know, so I expect that we'll start looking like that soon because we've already I mean, we've already been really good, but now it's a matter right. of going to good to great or from great to elite, you know.
0: Yeah. And then like uh Let's not forget about uh, about Jaden Scarlet. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, he's he's one of the lone three stars in the class. But um, kid is disruptive. Uh, he 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 reminds me a bit of of Matt Abike, um, Like like whenever he was was coming to A and M, six two and a half, two sixty five. Um, he, he looks a little undersized on tape, which I think I think Matt Abike was a little undersized too. But um, just a really active and uh, disruptive guy and. You know, a guy like that will come in, and you know, if if he doesn't ever get to start, he's going to push the rest of these guys. He's like, hey, like if if y'all aren't if y'all aren't on it, you know, if y'all are going to have an off week, um, I'm I'm, I'm taking your spot. Like, I'm, I'm not here to mess around. So,
1: well, I think uh, it says a lot about a kid that like is in a class of 28. Okay, <clears throat> you know, a normal class is 25 signees, and we have a full normal class of nothing but four and five stars. Yeah. You know, so we have 25, four and five stars. And then we have three, three stars. One of which being a kicker as we've addressed. So it says a lot, in my opinion, that he's a part of this group to begin with because yeah. he didn't have to be, you know, and, and um, so I'm not looking at it thinking that he's a spot filler, you know, or anything like that. I think he he's there's talent there, and that's why he's still you know part of this group is because um, maybe he is an underrated guy. Maybe maybe he's correctly ra- wait maybe he's co- correctly rated, but you know he's got a higher ceiling and more potential that we can we can go after. So um, right, I, I do think that um, it just speaks volumes that he's a part of this class that. It was a classic, we didn't have to take a three star at a position that we already had, you know, six blue chip guys that we were going to take, you know. So,
0: right, let's uh let's do the rest of these. Uh, let's see if we can do them in 10 minutes. Um, okay. uh, so at, at running back, um, I love what AnM has on campus, oh, yeah. uh, obviously, with a chain. Um, we love Amari Daniels, we love LJ Johnson. Um, I, I wasn't sure they were going to take it back in this class, but the guy they took they took from Alabama <laughs> I and <mean>, he's a, <laughs> uh, a top 100 player in the country. Um, I remember uh, <laughs> I made the comment to you the other day about watching that that all-American game and uh, mm-hmm. there's one drive when they finally put Connor at a quarterback. Uh, every play that drive was an Am player like it was either yeah. uh, it was either Connor or you know Chris Marshall or uh, Harold Perkins even though he hadn't committed yet. But then uh, this Evan running back, Stewart. or Evan Stewart, well, then like they get down there in the red zone and this running back rips off these, these two impressive runs. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good looking back there. Who's that? Uh, and it was Le'Veon Moss who had signed <laughs> with a and so, um,
1: And then uh, they put Perkins foot- back in. And, he and then they put Perkins back in. And then, in. then it, it, somebody stripped the ball and made him fumble. And it's like, oh, man, there is yeah. the drive. And who, who was it that stripped the ball? None other than Walter Nolan, another Aggie, and it was like it was the only thing that could stop the Aggies were the Aggies. So, I mean, it's it yeah, was
0: crazy. Yeah. That that drive, that, that whole sequence was just Nirvana for AM fans. Oh, <laughs> so, definitely. Like, I was like,
1: just beside myself.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't lit up a cigar right after. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, with, with Moss, like he's six foot one ninety, and I'm not sure if Jimbo misspoke or if this is accurate, but uh, you know, like. Like after signing day jimbo will like run through the- cl- the class mm-hmm. um he'll he'll do it much faster than what we were doing <laughs> but <laughs> um he 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 said that Moss ran a a ten four in the hundred meter um which if true at that size is extremely impressive uh for reference Devon a chain typically runs like a ten two um so a ten four is moving at 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 one hundred and ninety pounds yeah um so I think they, they did well there. Obviously, um, you know they lost uh, DeAndre Jackson to the transfer portal at running back, um, but I think you know w- with with Moss and w- with the guys I took last year, this this position is 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 pretty stacked. Um, and of course, next is my favorite position, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a really really good class. Um, it's not as elite as, you know, like we've talked about the, the super, super elite positions that we've, we've gotten this in this class with, uh, sure rec- receivers, DBs and D linemen. Um, but, uh, you know, like the, the four guys they took on the O line, I mean, in years past, we'd be doing backflips about these guys. And, uh, and, and we, be, and we should be, be
1: doing backflips or one of these guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just to run through them, uh, I'll start with Mark Naboo, uh you know the the kid from Washington um who's one of the few three stars in the class. Uh same same uh theme here for three of these guys. Uh really really big guys that can move like they're they're not that big. Like uh I think I think Mark Naboo is 6'4 330. I, th- I think he's actually like 350. Um but can can really move like excellent feet. Uh, nasty disposition, just a, a big, big bodied SEC looking offensive lineman. Um, I think, I mean, I I, 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 don't care about the rating on this one. I, I think he's exceptional. Um, and then you go and get a guy like Hunter Erb with, uh, you know, the hair of the undertaker, <laughs> you know, he's got this, <laughs> this, you know, this mean look about him. Uh, it, you know, he's another guy, six six three twenty five, 325 but really light on his feet. Um, could play, you know, I think most of these guys could could play, you know, inside or out. I think they're they're most they're most suited to be on the inside, um, but you know, guys like Herb can play can play tackle if needed. Um, and then Cam Dewberry, uh this kid has been on the scene for a long, long time. Uh, when Kenyon Green, his senior year at Atascocita, uh, was playing left tackle, uh, Cam Dewberry started as a true freshman on the right side of that offensive line. So. Um, it's been a long time coming. A uh, and has been on him for you know for four years. It seems like, but uh, you know, just a a a an excellent prospect. Like 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 he's he's going to start on the offensive line at some point. Um, maybe not as a true freshman, but he's he, he's a great great piece to have in the in the pipeline. Um, you know, at, at the all American practices, of course, you know we had half of our freaking class there. He he was one of them. Um. And every every clip I saw, you know, he's just a brick wall. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ex- excellent form. You know, wide wide stance, sinks his hips, gets low, and just was just stonewalling dudes. And he did it. He did it at guard and at tackle. So, I think you know, that's. I think those three guys are. You know, I think they can all play guard. I think Herb and Dewberry, you know, could possibly play on the outside.
1: Yeah, and and. I mean, Herb, I feel like, has been committed for so long. I feel like he's already like a junior. Right. um,
0: (laughs) He looks like a 40-year-old man.
1: But, like, I've always – just following his recruitment, I've just seen – he was a very underrated guy, I want to say, whenever he first committed to us. It seemed like he was a three-star. He might have been a four-star, but it seemed like he was very underrated, and and he's just – there's been a lot of good things said about him over the last year and a half or so.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: But uh Dewberry, I'm very excited about, I, I'm very excited about all four of these guys, mainly because Naboo, like anybody I've heard talk about him talks as if he's very underrated. And, yeah. and that goes back to what I said about Scarlett just now, which is, you know, if you're a three star in this class, that's got to mean that, Jimbo or somebody sees something in you that that would allow you to be part of this class you know like right because we did not have to take any of those guys you know and um I, I think I, I'm very happy with this O line hall but I also think we did it in such a way that we would set up for a transfer or to um, right in in that position um because well, it, it is it, a position to need
0: well and, and I think all these guys can play and I think you know, but I, I don't think you want any of them playing right away, and um, I, I I don't think they will. I think we've we, we've recruited well enough to have guys, you know, in the program, you know, in year two or year three, that will step up. But mm-hmm. I mean, those three that we first talked about, I think you know they're all three fifteen or above, and you know have excellent excellent footwork. Uh, there, there's not a you know some some big guy with you know with with, with concrete feet in this class, and then. Uh, the guy with the highest upside is PJ Williams. Um, he's six foot four and uh, only 265, which sounds weird. You know, most human beings aren't that size, but it's actually small for him. <laughs> um, I, I was I was going through all the profiles today of what, like, you know, like 24 seven has write ups on all these guys. Uh, they said PJ has an eight foot wingspan. Um, I mean, like he's, he's definitely a guy at, at 265 will need, you know, a couple years in the weight room. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a, a pretty big time uh, a basketball player as well. Like he's, um, like plays in the summer league and, and things like that. So has never really truly committed to eating and lifting like a a college football player. So I think you look up in two years and he's you know six four three oh five uh, with those long arms and ability to move like he can today. Um, that's a that's a high high end uh, tackle prospect right there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I could, I could see him putting on, um, that we or putting on that weight in a healthy way. You know, like once you get to a college football program, they're going to know how to put it on the right way. Um, oh yeah. Whereas if, if you got college or high school coaches trying to bulk them up, they might not do as good of a job. And I, I think, um, kind of the same along the same vein of what I said with Orstrom earlier, that, that it's, it's kind of bringing you a blank slate that you can say, okay, where, where's your body going to end up being the, it's best fit. And then how does that fit in with our team? Let's get you where you need to be, you know? Uh, Yeah. But I agree. Give him a a year or two. And I think you, you see an entirely different player. We're going to be looking at pictures of sights and sounds. And you're going to say, Whoa, who is that? Oh my gosh, that's PJ Williams. You know, (laughs) Um, Um,
0: I think, I think, you know, uh, uh, an easy comp for Aggie fans there would be, uh, would be Cedric Oboehi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he came in a little bit light, um, but was always super athletic. And then, you know, after a couple of years, you know, he was over 300 pounds and, you know, eventually was a first round draft pick. Um, but uh, yeah, like with with, 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 with PJ and, and, and all these guys, I think, you know, after a couple of years of, of being in the weight room, uh, it's, it's, it, it's it's a good online class. Like 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 these guys are gonna are gonna be the future of of the O line. Um, okay, yeah, I I lost my my thought there for a second. I, I thought it was it it made me happy that the, that the services didn't drop him for being light. Like uh, he's ranked the uh, 80th player in the country, um, and that's that's appropriate. Like he's he he is you know it, it's it's more projecting than it is. You know he's not as good today as he will be in a couple of years but I'm glad that that the services see that upside and didn't downgrade him for being, you know, 260 and not and not sure. 315. But sure. um lastly let's talk about linebacker and uh what we got going there. Um didn't take one last year. Um so we 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 had to to hit it this year and you know and 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 bringing some some quality guys. Um obviously uh the the first guy to bring up here is, is Harold Perkins, um, uh, 5 star linebacker out of uh, Cy Park down in Cyprus. Um, number five player in the country, number one in his position. Uh, I'll say I'll say this. Um, I think he is a Nickobe Dean starter kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think if you that. if you watch that that Georgia defense the other day, they were. You know, like like the whole the whole the whole defense was, was just flying around the field. But but Dean was a guy, a guy that he recruited and missed out on, unfortunately, but just su- supremely athletic and physical. And, you know, just he's got speed you don't see at, at, at linebacker very often. Um, and I, I think Perkins is very, very similar to that.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good comparison um, because he's he's an elite player. He's an elite player at his position. Uh, he would be an elite running back if he if he came in. That's right. And, and supposedly, <laughs> that's exactly right. About, we've talked about playing him at both, but I, I don't know about that. Um, yeah. But he he uh, he was one that I really really wanted this cycle, mainly because I felt like linebacker was a position of need where we really needed a good five-star, you know, player and um, would have never expected that we would sign one at almost every single position. Yeah. But if I had to choose one, I wanted it to be at linebacker um, or at wide receiver. And and so um, he made me nervous because he took so long to commit to us. And for that matter, he hasn't signed Zilloway yet. So, you know, still a little bit nervous there. But uh, – yeah. He is a, a incredible elite linebacker, um, and will make make for a really good player for us if if yep. we can sign him get it signing day. Yeah, um, but I want to I want to mention Martrell Harris, um, which is which is the next one. He to me is is the the uh, linebacker equivalent of Chris Marshall. Um the wide receiver we talked about earlier being somewhat underrated at four stars, you know, Um, this guy, I'm not saying he's underrated necessarily, but he's just a dog out there. He's just one of those, like really just, just gets out. It kind of reminds me maybe of Buddy Johnson, like a guy that's just like really just tough. And, and um, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Um, Yeah. Signing him would have was a very, exciting thing for me
0: yeah no I think I think you're you're spot on there um he's yeah there's not a ton of tape on him but he's one of those guys that's got a he's got a really high ceiling like he's got like he he is similar to Chris Marshall in that way like um he's got a ton of natural athletic gifts and um you know if you listen to to Ryan Broniger on on Texags um the the coaches in Houston think that, you know, he's a, a superstar in the making. Um, I know, I know LSU tried to get back in on him late in the cycle. Um, but, you know, we, we were able to hang on to him, um, you know, with, with, with him and, and Harold, like y- you had to have some guys in in this class. Like y- you couldn't go, you know, another year of, of signing zero or one linebackers. Like I, I know they would have gone and bound guys, but to find two like that and then, and then pair them with uh, Ish Harris, um, who's also a four-star player from uh, from Pilot Point, six um, three one ninety five. He'll he'll be here this spring. Um, he, he's 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 all upside. Like he he did everything for uh, for Pilot Point, like running back, receiver, quarterback, you know, linebacker, safety. You know, he just kind of did everything. Yeah. Um, but but if, if you if you put him in a weight room for a couple of years, uh, I think he he he's got potential to be a a, a really good player on this defense.
1: Yeah I, I agree um, looking forward to seeing seeing how he plays but I mean yet another example of a guy that if if he was the only one that we signed to the position we would be really really excited about him because he's that caliber of player and yet he's at the bottom of the list you know of a, yeah. if you're going to rank it based on on scores um but yeah and, and it's just a It's just incredible to see just what we've done. I I did go back and I did find our text message. Um, Let's see, this one was from, uh, I can't find the day, February 9th of last year. Um, I told you I did a a, a class calculator and (laughs) came up with 306.02. Um, oh man. <laughs> looks like I did I did one um I did one back on February thirteenth. No, February twenty fourth. And said um this one's a I just did this one for fun, but um you know, since there was new rankings just to see where we were at. And, um, it scored a three fourteen. So, <laughs>
0: dang, um, you're getting, you're getting pretty aggressive.
1: Yeah, I, I was. Be- and that's what I even said at the beginning. Like this one's, this one's probably a pipe dream, but yeah, you know, there's
0: no way, there's no, no way. way this happens.
1: We, we blew it out of the water, but actually a lot of these are right. Uh, the wide receivers were, where I'm like way off. Well, I wouldn't say way off. Cause I, I still had Kojo Antwi and, uh, Isaiah Sategnat in there. Yeah. But, um, but surprisingly, had Brownlow Dindy on this one, yeah,
0: um well, back then like like we we didn't really even know you know who Walter Nolan was, right I mean, especially we didn't know that he had any interest in us um, right right but yeah, I mean, I think we we covered our bases pretty well there oh also uh this uh, kicker uh I, I i can't I can't say his name, have you got any <laughs> idea?
1: Uh, uh ethan yeah the kicker yeah uh, <laughs> mazulski.
0: Ethan, yeah mazulski Ma- 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 yeah um yeah i mean you gotta have a kicker uh i think uh you know seth small is moving on We've got, we're gonna have Caden davis this year so uh yeah I, th- I think i think davis will be a senior so uh you're gonna have to have somebody in the pipeline and why not go out and get the Number six kicker in the country, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> who also four, played four, yeah, who also played in an All American Bowl. <laughs> um, uh. but yeah, so uh, that's that's where we're at on the uh, on recruiting. Um, you know, the the second signing day, or you know, what used to be the true signing day, uh, is coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll see if the Aggies can uh, hang on to Harold Perkins, maybe land Shamar Stewart, maybe land. Uh, Jacoby Matthews and um, you know we, we, we didn't talk max Johnson who's technically a part of the class but we'll uh we'll, we'll, we'll get to him next time and uh, whenever we do our uh, uh, kind of our, our spring our spring breakdowns but um, yeah man I mean this you know this may end up being the best class that we ever signed in our lifetime so like like why not you know enjoy so it in. and yeah, yeah soak it in and um, you know there's gonna be other great classes but this this may be the one that that gets us over the hump and uh like you said at the beginning uh be that class that that hoists that trophy uh, at the end of the season which uh which georgia got to do they hadn't done it in a long time and you know i think it'll it'll be a similar thing for us if we uh if we get to that point but um,
1: yeah, I, re- I really do think this is the class that we go from wanting a championship to expecting one yeah and um, it's just that caliber it's it's just fantastic so it yep. deserved it deserved an extra long podcast. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it if you stuck along with us.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, but you you can't help but be optimistic and be excited, and uh, and we're excited to um, you know give you all of our other thoughts about the rest of the roster and uh, how things look for next season, and um, just all, all kinds of exciting stuff that we've got you know in the works. So uh, we appreciate we, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we missed you we missed you guys. Um, I hope you missed us, but we are back now. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the plan is to, is to be with you guys once a week. If we somehow run out of things to talk about, we will, uh, I'm sure we'll come up with something that's, that's entertaining to you guys. So, um,
1: <laughs> we, we, uh, we're, we're due for some Q and a sessions anyways. So, we'll Oh, abso- absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know what our next show is going to be, so I, I can't, i can't fill you guys in on that just yet i guess uh keep it locked in our uh our socials maybe we'll we'll, we'll let you know on there perhaps but um right. uh, we, we appreciate your patronage and we will talk to you next time
1: Bye.